Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, before we jump into uh, continuing on this series of the King Kingdom, I first want to greet those who are visiting with us for the very first time. I know you've already been greeted, but I love the fact that you're here. I, I just... I'm excited what the Lord is doing, and I'm excited to see who he's bringing um, as well. Well, we get to celebrate, our kids were at camp, our youth were at camp. We sent over 50 kids to camp this week, and they had an incredible time. Next week, you're going to hear more about that. Uh, We have some video testimonies for you next week. Um, But I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for investing in our youth, and I just... I continue to brag on, on Jesse, who's our, our next-gen director, and just doing a great job. But it takes our youth also to respond to Jesus and what he's doing, and you are, so thank you. Well, I also wanted to make you aware um, that you would have gotten this in the announcements, but it's, to me, it's probably the most important thing that somebody can do besides giving their life to Jesus, and that is being water-baptized. That's coming in two weeks from now. We're going to actually, it's going to be on our volunteer appreciation barbecue Sunday. How many people were here last year for that, for that barbecue? Oh my word. We have that again this year and uh, that barbecue that they uh, slow roast or smoke it out there in the parking lot and then this spread. But we thought we would do not only celebrate our volunteers collectively, but we're going to make it a, just a worship and baptism Sunday, and uh, there won't be a message per se. It'll be just worship and seeing people get baptized. But I really would say, first of all, let me ask, how many people have been water baptized here? Raise your hand. Okay, so that's only probably three-quarters of you. That leaves a quarter of you who, would, who need to be baptized in two weeks from now if you've given your life to Jesus. Now, if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, I'll give you that opportunity at the end of service, and we'll start there, but we'll move to that. Uh, baptism does not save you, but it is so important to be able to publicly demonstrate what Jesus has done in your life. So this is how you do it. You just go to Next Steps. Go to our website, gccnh.com. Go to Next Steps. Click on the picture that has a baptism, picture of baptism, and there's a little video from me there that gives you a little uh, snippet of what is baptism, and there's a form you can sign up. Please sign up. If you want to do that now while I'm getting to my message, I even give you permission. That's how much I believe that, that I want to see you baptized. So that's in two weeks from now. Not this coming Sunday, this Sunday afterwards. Bring your family and friends. We will feed them. We'll have a big party, and it's going to be a great time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for the work that you've already been doing in our hearts uh, already this morning. God, that your spirit is present here and you're moving. And as we share your word that is alive, living, active, that it would pierce our hearts, that it would change us in some way this morning, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, the verse we're going to be speaking from today is uh, another parable that Jesus has. If you turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, Matthew 13, verse 31 through 33. Uh, Take your time to find that because I will will eventually get there, but I want to give you a different verse Uh, first. you, You can just follow along in this one, but Matthew 13, 31 through 33. 
And that is a parable that Jesus is using. So today, I'm titling this message, if you're taking notes, which I encourage you to go, go back and look at them afterwards, is our lives are made for influence and impact. Our lives truly are made for influence and impact. And the kingdom of God, understanding this king and his kingdom, is really important because that is the catalyst for the right kind of impact. Now, we can make all kinds of impact in this world, but whether or not it, impact, it has, has some influence and impact for the kingdom of God, well, we're going to learn about that today. But in Luke chapter 17, in verse 20, it says this. Once having been asked by the Pharisees, remember the Pharisees were the religious guys, they, were, they knew all the laws, they were the religious, but... Jesus had a lot of negative things to say about them. When asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Can you say, within me? One, two, three, within me. Think about that for a moment. As a believer, as a follower of Jesus, the kingdom of God, when you made, said that prayer, when we say Jesus goes to live in our heart, it's actually the spirit of God now dwells inside of us. And if the spirit of God dwells inside of us, his kingdom is there because the king is there. It's really important for us to know this in going to understand how do we make influence or impact for the king and his kingdom. The challenge that we will face, every single one of us, are selfish to a degree. Would you agree or not agree? I think just even the way that we are born into this world, right? We cry, we get fed. We throw a tantrums in, this, in a grocery store, somebody will pay attention to us, right? And then, then our advertisers know that if they're going to get our money, they need our attention. And so everything is based around me, 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 how do, you, how do we get people to be self-focused? So in case you're wondering, we're going to do a little selfishness test right here. So this week, how many times were you thinking about meeting the needs of somebody else? Because chances are you were thinking about what am I going to wear in the morning? Where, you know, what's, what am I responsible for at work? Okay, well, you're thinking about your boss maybe, or maybe you're thinking about you, you want a paycheck. So but then you're thinking about, okay, I'm go what am I going to eat for dinner? You know, do I exercise? Do I not exercise? What show am I going to watch? What, how much social media should I be watching or looking at? And how many likes did I get on Instagram? Because, you know, it's really about other people on Instagram, not about us, right? But this culture is so based around decisions that we make about us. And the reality, though, is in the kingdom of God, it has a lot more to do with others than it has to do with us. Let me ask you also this question. When you came, decided to come to church today, were you saying, oh man, I can hardly wait to go to church so I can give a word of encouragement to somebody? Or I can, hey, maybe I need to find a place to volunteer and serve. Maybe I'll be looking around to say, how do I, you know, meet somebody's needs today? Or were you saying, man, I hope worship is good today because I really need it. Or, man, I hope Pastor Mark's on point. I don't want to sleep in service. He better give me something good today. <laughs> I'm trying. Don't go to sleep. I'm trying. You know, so 
how did you come to church today? Were you thinking about you or were you thinking about somebody else? Well, we ultimately know that if, if our relationship with Jesus is the, the focus that we need to have, that is the first and foremost because he will redirect our attention to the appropriate places, the spirit of God that dwells in us. So in this parable that Jesus gives, remember parables are little common stories that people can relate to. Jesus talks about these two very, very, very small things. One is a mustard seed. Take your finger, if you will, right now, and your palm, and do this. Your mustard seed is in your finger. You're going to wiggle it around. Do you feel that little seed in there? Some of you guys aren't playing nice. Come on, play. Play with me right now. <laughs> Please. Okay, you got your mustard seed. Okay, you felt it. In your mind, you did because it's so small. That's like a, what a little mustard seed is like. Also, any bakers in the house? Anybody like to bake? All right. Some of you are baking and, and provide for the cafe every week, so thank you guys for giving a hand for those bakers who bake for the cafe. Um, we love it. Our waistlines don't as much, but we sure do. But anyways, yeast, leaven, right? So uh, just a little bit of leaven, a little bit of yeast has a significant impact. So this is what Jesus says about a mustard seed and leaven. In Matthew 13, starting in 31, he put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven, remember he said the kingdom of heaven is like the same as the kingdom of God. He uses those interchangeably. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make its nest in the branches. Then he goes on to say, and he told them another parable. A very short one, mind you. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Okay, so here Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is like, and then he gives these two very, very small little things. A mustard seed and a little bit of leaven. A pinch of leaven. So in this idea of what Jesus is saying about these small little things, think about it this way. The seed, the mustard seed, is very much like when you just gave your life to Jesus. When you said a prayer, a little seed of the kingdom entered into your heart. Now why do we say heart? I'm not too sure, but for some reason, God cares a lot about your heart. In Proverbs 4.23, he says, guard your heart above all else. In other words, the most important thing that you need to guard is your heart because from it comes the wellspring of life. Wellspring of life. Guard your heart above all things. And so this small little seed that when you gave your life to Christ can stay a small little seed. Remember the parable of the sower? We started the kingdom of God series by looking at this because he talks about the kingdom of God is like a sower who sows seeds. Some fall on a, on a rocky path. Some get choked out by weeds. And some, you know, spread out quickly and die out. 
but others that get well grounded and rooted in good soil and start to flourish and produce fruit. And I think these little seeds, what he's saying for us, the kingdom of God is like this. In other words, it's a seed, but it's not, it's not intended to stay a seed. It's intended to produce something. It's intended to make influence and to have impact, right? So he says the seed, the mustard seed, which is the tiniest of all little seeds, grows into a tree or a large bush that actually so much so that the birds, you know, oh, that's a bad bird chirp. Tweet, 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 tweet. There we go. Tweet bird goes, I'm just trying to help you remember. That goofy Mark, why does he do this? I'm just trying to help you remember. Okay, makes a nest in that bush. Oh, I'm going to hear about this later. I know I am. My kids are like, Dad, why do you embarrass us like that? But anyways, the point is, the mustard seed grows in a bush. Why? Not only to show that it's a bush, but that birds of the air would actually come and make nests of it. Why does he say, why did he add that to that story? He could just say, it's the biggest of bushes in the garden. He could say that. But he adds that birds of the air would come and make nests. I believe that he's saying that when the kingdom of God is well-rooted in your life, it is to grow and expand so much so that other people will find shelter from your life. The other people will have this impact because you have allowed the kingdom of God to grow and expand so much in your life that people are finding hope and rest because of the kingdom of God that's inside of you. The other one is a woman took yeast and worked it into some flour. Now, the interesting thing about yeast, yeast will produce, it eats the sugars and produces carbon dioxide, which monoxide, dioxide, anyway, a gas that starts to, one might be really poisonous, I don't know. But I know it's a chemical reaction that influences the whole, um, the whole dough, and it rises. So there's this working through, it creates this, this impact effect. This reaction, this chemical reaction, it causes something to change, Right? And I would ask you, in your own life, does the kingdom of God, when you go around to wherever you are, your work, your family, does it change the environment around you? D does it create some sort of reaction, the kingdom of God that dwells inside of you, or is it still a seed that gets choked out by the cares of this world, by your preoccupation, by your selfishness, that your life does not have a lot of impact on a lot of people? Now, I know that's not you, but I'm being challenged by this fact of saying, how much time do I spend on certain things? Now, yesterday, I spent most of my day bent over, weeding a garden, a vegetable garden. The nice thing about the rain, it's amazing. It's making everything grow, especially those weeds. <laughs> and I was thinking about this as saying, okay, it's great to grow food, and you know, it's like, but, but how much time do I actually put into this? And what could my time be doing to influence somebody else's life? That my life could be a shelter for somebody else. That some interaction that I could have that would be able to, they would experience the kingdom of God. Now, it's not wrong to have hobbies. It's not wrong to, but I'm just saying, begin, start to begin to think about who is resting on the branches of my life, if you will. Do you have anybody? 
Who are you mentoring? Who, who is, who's in your life that is, you're sheltering, you're helping grow, you're nurturing? And I would say, is your life making any kind of impact around you for the kingdom? I think it has so much to do with the other parable that he was talking about, about the sower. You know, the cares of this world. Another one that I'm not sure if we're going to get to about the kingdom, but he talks about the king and his kingdom where we're going to talk about why it's so much harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not that people think, remember, kingdom of heaven meaning we're going to heaven. No, it's experiencing kingdom here and now. Why is it hard for those who are rich? And by the way, I would say here in North America, most of us are fairly rich comparatively to the rest of the world. But why is it hard is because we spend so much time preoccupied with our stuff. And it's so hard to experience the kingdom of God because we are being choked out by the cares of this world and our selfishness and it keeps us from seeing the needs of people around us. So I think what Jesus is trying to say in this parable, it says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that should not stay like a seed. It should grow into a plant where there should be people resting in your life, nesting in your life, if you will, where they're being cared for and nurtured and sheltered. Thank you, great word. And that our lives should also be not just yeast sits in a jar, but yeast that gets to work into a lump that actually creates this level of impact with people around us. And again, my question is, who's resting in your branches and what kind of impact they are you having with people around you? See, our lives are made for influence and impact. I think that word that was given to us was this morning that the Lord was speaking to us and said, don't be defined by your past. Don't be defined by what the world says. But we got to be defined what Jesus says, which Jesus says, the kingdom of God is in your heart and it's meant to expand and it's meant to have impact in people's lives around you. But for what I'm realizing is that means I've got to become less selfish means that I've got to figure out, all right, how am I going to spend my time? How much time do I ask for the Holy Spirit to make me aware of the needs of people around me? How much am I actually spending thinking about other people and not just about myself? You see, the kingdom of God is in us and wants to work through us. In us? And through us. You see, that is the way that the kingdom of God gets manifest on this world, on this earth. It's actually the only way it gets manifest on this earth is through people like you and I. I have a question for you. What if you were the only person who had, like you, individualizing it to you, not them, you? What if you were the only person that had the truth about Jesus? What would you do with that? See, I think if we don't individualize, it was so easy then to think about, well, somebody else will tell them about Jesus. Somebody else will talk about the kingdom of God. I'm just going to live my life. But guess what? Everybody then decides that that's what they're going to do. Somebody else is going to do it. But what if it's really up to you? 
Well, the good thing is nobody has to leave here feeling guilty like I've got to do something. The great thing is the Spirit of God is already moving and we just need to join him in what he's already doing. I can't believe our Thursday night service, we got this great group of people coming out. Sunday morning, we have this great group of people. I'm seeing more and more new faces, and I'm seeing what's happening in our youth. I see what's, what God is doing, not only in this church, but collectively amongst our churches. Our night of worship that we had, and we're talking about unity, and the Spirit of God is doing something so incredible. And the Spirit of God is on the move, and I, I want to make sure that each one of us realizes that we have a part to play in this move of God. Every single one that is sitting here today has a part to play. But it means that you're going to determine, okay, this kingdom of God seed that is inside of me, this mustard seed, this yeast, how is it growing? What kind of impact, what kind of influence is my life having? And you're going to have to come to terms with that in conjunction with what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Some of you, I also heard this morning that some of you have been having this, you have this call on your life, this burning call, and yet you've been defined by the world of just saying, you gotta just do your job, you gotta be, do this, whatever, whatever, but yet you have this call on your life that you've pushed away, and the Spirit of God is saying, no, no, no it's time to respond to this call. But you will have to make choices. You will have to make decisions. But I believe that when we do, we get to see the kingdom of God expand through our lives. See, the kingdom of God is in us, yes, but it's meant to work through us. You know, the Bible says that, or the Bible doesn't say, maybe it does, but we hear this term so often. I can't remember what scripture it is, but it's coming to my mind now. But we say that we're Jesus' hands and feet, right? Meaning that we are the embodiment of Christ walking, living, breathing on this earth and that we should be Christ-like, his ambassadors, right? And I believe that's what that expression is talking about, is that this kingdom of God is meant to grow and expand through us. But the cares of the world, our selfishness, our wealth, our preoccupation with stuff, the time we spend on social media, the time we spend watching movies and on TV, we have to say, does that grow the kingdom of God? Or does that keep the seed small? Does that keep our influence marginal? See, our lives were made for influence and impact, and the Lord wants to see his kingdom expand. I had the privilege to meet with Bo Chancy. He's the pastor of Manchester Christian this past week for lunch. And we started talking about what would it look like if we started working together? I have another meeting coming up with Matt Furr, the pastor of Centerpoint Church and another pastor from Epsom Bible. And that's the same thing. We're talking about what could we do together that would make impact for the kingdom. And it's going to take us 
time away from our focus of just, hey, we just want to be focused on Grace Capital Church, what God's doing here, to realize that, wait a second, maybe that's just focusing too much on us. Now, us is good. We need to spend a lot of focus. We need to continue to grow and build up so we can be effective for the king and his kingdom. But I also believe there's a season coming that we realize that this harvest of souls that Jesus wants to bring in is not going to be just one church. It's not just going to be one person. It's going to take a small army. It's going to take churches working together. But it's going to take individuals like you and I to not say, oh, they're going to do it. Every single one gets to participate. Every single one gets to join in with what the God is doing. You okay with that? All right. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Just checking. So the action for you this week is going to be to think of yourself less. Spend more more time thinking on the Lord, praying, reading your Bible, and then asking you, not just your personal devotion, not just you and Jesus, but then say, Jesus, help me to understand how my life could be of influence. Who's sheltering on the branches of my life? How am I being like leaven, the Spirit of God, the Kingdom of God that's in me that's creates this reaction, this positive reaction around. So Father, I thank you so much that we could be here together, that we can celebrate you, that we can worship you. We thank you for our guests that have been here and are checking out this church. And Lord, I just pray that if this is the home for them, that they would realize that they are home, that they are home. For each one of us, I pray, Lord God, that we would we would learn to become selfless. Think of ourselves less. That we begin to look at the needs of people around us and we would listen to the kingdom of God that's inside of us and responding to those needs. Allowing the Holy Spirit to talk to us and we would act in obedience to that still small voice. Lord Jesus, even as I'm praying right now, I'm seeing these large bushes just growing exponentially. And I see this this bread rising exponentially. Father, there's a season that's coming upon us that, that your spirit is moving things quicker And you're asking us to respond in almost a heightened, quickened way. Make us ready, I pray. While everybody's just still have their eyes closed and just praying for those who are here who just said, I I wanted to find Jesus. Would you be praying for them right now? But I want to ask you, if, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or if you said, you know what, I've just kind of slid away from him but you're back here today and you're saying, I want to give my life to Christ or renew my relationship with him. Would you just slip up your hands? I want to pray for you this morning. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? If you raise your hand, look at me just so I can see if, thank you so much. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to do one more pan over here. I just want to make sure I didn't, if I, if I didn't see you, if you didn't look at me when you raised your hand, raise your hand again. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Lord Jesus, and those who raise their hand, just you can pray along with me under your breath. Lord Jesus, I want to put you the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. I repent. Repentance is just turning away, turning away from the things that you know are not right. I repent, Lord Jesus, and I want to follow you. I know I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to spend each day following you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for going to the cross for my sins. Thank you for three days later, raising from the grave to overcome death, to show that you were the Messiah, that you are the King of Kings. Lord Jesus, I pray that those seeds that were planted today, those little seeds of faith, those, that little mustard seed and that little leaven, that they would grow exponentially so rapidly into these bushes where so many people can find the hope of your kingdom through their lives. For each one of us, Lord Jesus, let that be our prayer. Let people find shelter. Let them find hope through our lives. Let us not be shy to share your kingdom with others. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 